a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with the news you need for this Wednesday, March 8th. The homeless are told to leave Laclede's Landing amid revitalization efforts. This is Stuart McMillan at Laclede's Landing. Revitalization is something that has been in the planning here for years, but the process has been difficult with the lack of funding, lots of parking gobbled up by the upgrades at the arch grounds, and a large homeless encampment. It's been a struggle. It has been a struggle. Jan Sandweiss is the president of the Laclede's Landing Neighborhood Association. Uh, the homeless who are still here are um, generally drug addicted or mentally ill because the ones who were not have been given help and they've gone on to live in shelters. These do not want to leave. So the city has finally found places to give them the help that they need because we cannot give them the help that they need here. Today, some of the homeless have tents near where they plan to have a tailgating party ahead of Sunday's Battlehawks game. They have been told to leave by the city before that game takes place. This is Kevin Colleen on the riverfront. The homeless in their tents, about a dozen of them, are getting ready to pack up and leave under orders from the city. We asked them, how do you feel about this? Upset. Basically like St. Louis City, the mayor and uh, other departments don't really care about us. One man says he's glad that he's being evicted. He's found a shelter with hot water and heat, and he says, I won't have to contend with the roaches down here on the riverfront. On the riverfront, Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. More opposition to that proposed homeless shelter for men in a South St. Louis residential neighborhood. Attorney Aiden McNamara says neighbors are scared, and nobody wants what he calls a Walmart supercenter for homeless in the area. We're talking 100 men, single men. You know, and in bad weather, there are going to be an extra 50 cots, I believe. So that would be 150 homeless men in our community. Peter and Paul Ministries seeking permission to put the shelter on the site of the old St. Mary and Joseph Chapel on Minnesota in Carondelet. Development Director Deborah Cotton tells KMOX it would include some ex-convicts and possibly sex offenders. A question and answer session on the plan is set for Thursday afternoon at 4 o'clock at the Carondelet Public Library. Inform your decision election news. In what was essentially a primary for some wards and an expensive poll of the horse race for others, only about 12 percent of registered voters showed up in St. Louis to pick new aldermen. I was hopeful that more voters would turn out for this election. I think it'll be a larger turnout in April. Elections Director Gary Stoff, the top two advanced to April's general election, though in some wards only two people were running to begin with, and two candidates, Shane Cohn and Megan Green, face no opposition at all. The board is being cut in half to 14 wards. Missouri's top election official, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, has broken ties with ERIC, a nationwide system for maintaining accurate lists of registered voters. St. Louis County Republican Director of Elections Rick Stream says ERIC has helped clean up voter rolls. We find out, we've found out thousands of voters in the last four years of people who have moved to another state, registered there, or people who have moved to another state and died there. These, this information we would not have gotten if we didn't... Uh, work through ERIC with these other states. Stream says the controversy with ERIC has been the requirement that states who use it must send out mailers urging people to register to vote. He says there's a concern that might tend to help out Democrats more than Republicans. 
It was a long and emotional hearing for St. Louis area residents impacted by nuclear contamination. A Missouri House committee heard testimony Tuesday night on a resolution to call on the federal government to deal with nuclear contamination in St. Louis and St. Charles counties. Christy Weber addressed the hearing. We just gathered here asking for the federal government to make us whole financially again. That's what we need. So pre-screening and helping us and seeing so many of my classmates here with the same problems, this is a tragedy that needs to be addressed. State Representatives Tricia Burns and Richard West are calling on the state to demand action from the federal government to provide testing, health care, and compensation for victims of the nuclear waste dumping dating back decades. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Around the world, explicit images of children and teens are circulating on the web. Sometimes they're willingly shared with a girlfriend or boyfriend. Other times, kids are tricked into sharing nude photos by a perpetrator. Now there's a new tool to help those victims get some of them removed. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children has partnered with Meta and other platforms to create a tool called Take It Down. They point it to that uh, image or video it gets hashed, which is a, a nerdy way of saying we take a digital fingerprint of it. That digital fingerprint then gets shared with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Center spokesman Gavin Portnoy says then those digital fingerprints are shared with sites that have agreed to pull any already posted or prevent uploads of those images in the future. The platforms participating include Facebook, Instagram, Pornhub, MindGeek, OnlyFans, and Ubo. The Missouri House has given initial approval to a measure that would allow open enrollment between school districts. Representative Brad Pollitt says it's not like school vouchers, which critics say takes money away from public schools. I believe open enrollment is a step in the right direction for educational reform for offering choices and accountability within the public school system. Districts would have the option if they wish to accept outside students. The bill needs another approval before being sent to the Senate. The Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education has released its annual performance report. It shows an across-the-board decline in standardized test scores. 112 districts and charter schools scored low enough to be demoted to provisionally accredited. The last full report came out in 2018 with only three underperforming districts. Desi says pandemic issues led to the decline. We told you yesterday that St. Louis is not on the list for a billion dollars in bipartisan infrastructure money allocated to airport terminals. Lambert Airport Director Rhonda Homnerberge tells KMOX there's a reason for that. On the applications, you have to be ready, shovel-ready, basically. So obviously at this point, we weren't shovel-ready uh, for the terminal. So we'll see how we progress this year and look to really try and put something forward that has some real dollar value to it and hopefully be able to receive some of that. As for the plan to turn Terminal 1 into the single entry point leading to a single concourse containing every gate, airline, shop and restaurant, she says negotiations with airlines and environmental studies are underway to keep the direct flights. She says you need facilities the airlines prefer. KMOX goes in-depth. Researchers at Washington University School of Medicine find COVID-19 infections raise your risk of long-term gastrointestinal problems. KMOX Health Editor Fred Bottomer spoke with the lead author of the study, WashU clinical epidemiologist Dr. Ziad Al-Ali. So we started seeing patients who got COVID-19 coming back to the clinics with GI gastrointestinal problems, some of them having you know, constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain, and in some cases, liver disease. So we decided to take a comprehensive look at what happens after SARS-CoV-2 infection. What we found is that up to a year after the infection, 
people with COVID-19 had increased risk of various gastrointestinal manifestations or GI manifestations. Those include, in some cases, you know, peptic ulcer disease or ulcer, heartburn. You know, people refer to it commonly as GERD or gastroesophageal reflux disease. In some cases, elevation in liver function tests, that's inflammation in liver or abnormalities in, in the liver that lead to elevation in liver function tests or pancreatitis, that's inflammation of the pancreas. So we looked at the GI system overall, and we found multiple abnormalities throughout the, the GI system in people who had COVID-19 versus people who did not get COVID at the time. Did it matter how severe your case of COVID-19 was? Yes, absolutely, Fred. So the people who really needed to be, had severe disease and needed to be in the hospital for it had higher risk. And people who needed to be in the ICU had the highest risk. It doesn't mean that we didn't still observe a small risk, small and measurable and significant risk, but small in people who had mild disease and did not need to be hospitalized for COVID-19. That's very important because that's really the majority of people in the U.S. and in the world, when they have COVID-19, you know, they, they, they have a mild variety. They, they you know, have symptoms for a few days and get over it and, and don't need to be hospitalized. So that's the majority of people in that, in that group. The risk is smallest. It's still evident, but it's smallest. So what's your takeaway from this latest study? What do you want listeners to know? I think broadly speaking, if you haven't been vaccinated, definitely by all means get vaccinated. Um, we, we know that masks are not palatable, but if you're, if you're in a very crowded public place where a lot of people could be, could be sick, try to protect yourself. If you find, your, you know, if you find yourself with, with a you know, fever or cough, by all means, get tested to know that this is really COVID or, or it could be something else. There's flu. There's other things, you know, going, going, going around. And, and, you know, you may be one of the people who actually qualify for antivirals. So definitely call your provider to you know, seek consultation with them to, to, to determine whether you actually may qualify for antiviral. Now, if you've been infected with COVID and you're listening to this, like, oh, yeah, I have abdominal pain or I have, I'm having heartburn, heartburn or I'm having all these you know, symptoms that may resemble the, the stuff that we talked about, definitely seek care earlier than later. No, you're not alone. No, you're not alone. We see this in the data. We see this in this clinic. You know, there's a lot of people like this. So know that you're not alone. And two, definitely seek care earlier than later because definitely identifying these things early and nipping them in the bud or getting them treated or addressed early on is better than leaving them lingering for a while to, 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 become, to become sort of a much worse problem down the road. Are there any treatments yet for long COVID? So the, the good news about the GI manifestation that we described is that most of them are actually treatable. Yeah, we, we, we know how to treat heartburn. We know how to treat peptic ulcer disease. You know, there is you know, very clear treatment modalities for you know, people who have abdominal pain and all of that. So, so while sort of long COVID, the broader, broader entity is still elusive in terms of a specific newly FDA-approved treatment strategies for it, the GI manifestations that we described in this most recent report, they're actually treatable. And I think that's a really, um, you, know, a, a, you know, this is why actually I, I think people, if they're having problems, seek consultation, seek help from your provider earlier than later, because a lot of these conditions could be treatable. And, and treating them and addressing them early on is better than leaving them lingering for a, for, for a long time, because they, they may, get, may get worse and, and definitely get, get uh, you know, treated earlier than later. That's WashU clinical epidemiologist Dr. Ziad Alali speaking with KMOX health editor Fred Bottomer. I'm Megan Lynch. STL All Local is produced by the KMOX news team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.